Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. My name is Drew Burns, and I'm a part of a small group of dentists who believe something crazy. We believe the standard of care is just not good enough. We demand the best of ourselves and the best for our patients. We believe the best way, no, the only way to practice dentistry is on our own terms. If you ask the dental consultants or the corporate CEOs, they tell you that what we're doing isn't smart, that fee-for-service dentistry is dead, and that the golden age of dentistry is over. Yet, while others focus on profits first, we focus on the patient first. And yet our offices are some of the most profitable in the entire country because we invest in ourselves and we are doing things right. It's our name on the door and it's our reputation on the line. My name is Drew Burns and I am a fee-for-service dentist. This is the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast and these are our stories. All right, welcome to the Fee-for-Service Podcast. Dr. Sonny Spira again, still sitting in for Drew. And today, one of my favorites, Dr. Chris Griffin, man from Mississippi. We are talking a little bit of football before we got online, so I'm sure that'll come up during the conversation because Syracuse has one of the Mississippi State boys running our offense, and he's killing it right now for us. So welcome, Chris. How you doing, man? Man, Sonny, doing great. I appreciate the invite now for the second time. So uh, I'm just hoping that we can bring some value to your folks. Let me tell you, you were when we when we did our first podcast on this on this format, you were just getting into the digital world of printing. And you had you were so excited about it, you you threw it right in there and we put some of it in. So I promised myself, I said, we got to have a whole episode on nothing but your digital world and digital printing and all the things and, and now you've got some back in fact you're out teaching courses on it which is great which i we couldn't make the, the your your inaugural run in in louisiana but i'm sure we'll get there so talk a little bit about what you're doing man uh, okay so i'll just i'll just go back to the beginning uh, from last year so uh pandemic let's just let's all get our mind back we don't want to <laughs> think about it but back a year so uh i'm a, I'm a month off right and I don't know what to do. So I'm like, you know, start a garden and I'm walking around <laughs> my pasture at my house. And I did have a hammock that I'd never used. I got for birthday presents. So I strung it up. So I'd walk a few miles, I'd lay in the hammock and I'd be like, dang, what can I do? There's nothing to do at the office. I'm just so, you know, I thought about like doing some weird things and just getting into just some you know, I thought about applying for a job to be a professor at Mississippi State. I mean, I just crazy stuff. But then I'm like, you know what? Why don't I take this time and learn how to do something that actually, once the pandemic's over, that I can like use. <laughs> and so, you know, and so I thought, what, what could that be? And I didn't know. But uh, I thought, you know what? I've always really wanted to get into 3D printing. I don't know why, but I always have. And I had, had gotten an Envision Tech 3D printer in 2013. It was kind of, you know, expensive, slow, clunky. We used it some, but not much. And so I 
said, you know what, I'm just going to figure it out. So I got online and I eventually decided to buy a Sprint Ray 3D printer, which, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not selling Sprint Rays. Sprint Ray doesn't give me any money for anything yet. Hey, I'm not Sprint Ray. You want to give me some money? Hey, I'm all, it's fine. But I just, at this moment, <laughs> currently, no, they're not giving me anything. Uh, so I, I buy the Sprint Ray and I just start, you know, I told you always joke about me. So I got so into it. I would like watch YouTube videos while I'm walking and at night, even I would go sit in my hot tub and I'd get my iPad pro and I would prop it up and I would watch at least one to two webinars about 3d printing every night. Right. Mr. This, Mr. Romantic guys. Yeah. Mr. Romantic. And no, my wife, unfortunately was not in the hot tub with me. So, so, you know, so anyway, I, I really got into it and I was just experimenting. I was printing my own stuff. And uh, so my staff, I don't know about you guys, but like right after the pandemic, my whole staff did not come back. My number one employee who had been, and, and she, uh, she's like one of my favorite people in the world. She's, I think she's smarter than me and she's just so good at everything. Like she had decided to homeschool her child because she just didn't agree with what was going on in the schools down here. And so you know, whatever. I mean, that's just, that's life. So I thought at that time I'm thinking, gosh, I don't even have a person in here to do this except me. So I was doing everything right. So I would come up here, even after we started back to work, we started doing a few things. I would come up here and, and, uh, and I would do models and dentures or whatever at night and uh, on the weekends, like my wife started making jokes about, Hey, are you cheating on me? You know, you're going to the office, uh, you know, every four hours you go to the office and I'm up here you know, you know how it is if you're 3D printing, anybody that's had any experience, like you got to change stuff out every few hours and check and see if it printed right and all that. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I started incorporating this into my practice before January 1st of this year. And my staff, uh, so the staff that's still here, Sonny, so we're about as old school as it gets, right? We're just like old, old, old school, everything. And I'm trying to throw this new 3D printing stuff at them. I got a little resistance. I'll be honest. No. I, got some, I got some eye rolls. I got some mumbling that yeah. would hush when I walked into the room. <laughs> so you know what I did? I like took, so I said, they're never going to stop using stone and stuff unless I do something drastic. So I actually had my cousin, who's a plumber, disconnect my stone grinder and I actually went in there and took the stone grinder and threw it out, gently threw it out, because I knew eventually I might want to use it again, behind the building where everybody could see it when they drove up the next Monday. And it's just sitting there behind my building right where they park on a cross tie. And, uh, and so they walk in, there's no stone grinder. I'd taken all the stone in the office, save about a dozen little packets of like blue stone for an emergency emergency. And, and I hid that and all the stone was gone. All the alginate, the vibrator, all that's gone. And so they're like, what do we do? And I'm like, I told you guys, we're going to start scanning every model. We're going to digitally scan it and we're going to print every model. We're not doing any, we're just, that's where we're starting. It's the simplest thing to learn. That's just what we're going to do. And so we'd had an Omnicam since 2013. My staff didn't even like to use it. Um, it's just, it was sitting in the corner, just gathering dust. And it was the, you know, it was the, it was the last Omnicam they sold. So it was, it was updated to the last update. So it was okay. 
And so we used that uh, a little bit. Then I purchased a Trios because it just, the, the Omnicam just really wasn't cutting it. And uh, so the Trios now, that's night and day. That's a heck of a scanner. Um, so I buy that and I train them on that. And so once I got that, yeah, we just had one scanner in the office at that time. And um, I just made everybody use it. So I made the hygienists, I made them rotate and I made my assistants learn how to use it. So slowly but surely, Sonny, it took them about two weeks and they quit belly aching. And uh, since the middle of January, the whole that's all we've done in the office is just digital stuff. And, um, you know, it's really just grown from there. And so we've, we've just been adding more and more things to do. And then Pat, I bought my stuff from Patterson once again. Now, Patterson does sponsor my seminar by giving me space and stuff like that, but like, they don't pay me anything. But I purchased all my stuff from them because in my area, they're really good technology-wise. And um, so, yeah, they, the, the Patterson guy actually, like, he, he would talk to me all the time about this. And, like, he would start picking my brain. Like, he's like, hey, this dentist over here is having trouble printing a denture. You know, we run into this problem. What do you do? And I'm like, oh, well, this is what I did. And so he would, you know, so, like, I thought, well, that's pretty cool. The Patterson technology guy's asking me what to do. <laughs> So, so anyway, as time went on, you know, we just, we, I don't know, I guess I've geeked out on this as much as anything I ever have. And then luckily when school was over, my number one all-time employee decided, Hey, guess what? I don't like homeschooling as much as I thought I, did, I would. <laughs> I'm sending my kid back to school, a pandemic's more under control. And, um, Hey, and she told me, she came to me, she's like, Dr. Griffin, here's the deal. I'm going to have to look for another job. I'm like, why would you do that? She's like, well. The future of fee-for-service dentistry is based in membership patients. If you need help starting your membership plan, or if your plan is too big for your team to manage, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com to set up your free membership growth solution demo with our team. I can't ask for my old job back with you because it wouldn't be right because I left you. And I'm like, Hey, listen, <laughs> let's talk about this. And then we talked about it. And the truth was too, she didn't want it. She, she wanted to come back to work, but she did not want to be an office manager again. Cause that's what she was when she left, you know, I don't know how you feel, but being an office manager, you know, that would be a soul sucking, horrible job if you didn't like to manage people. And um, so that's what I had done. Like a lot of dentists, they're idiots, you know, like I took my all-star assistant and I made her an office manager and she was adequate, but she hated it. Right. You sucked her soul. I sucked her soul dry. So, so, so she, I said, Hey, listen, how would you feel about, I really love this 3d printing stuff. I think there's enough for to do. I think that you could do all of our lab work here at Griffin Dental. You could do all the lab work. I'll train you how to do all of it. I know you're smart enough. You do all this and you come back and let's get really good at this. And then maybe we'll start doing seminars on it and you can run that side too. And so that's what she's done. So I built her out a really nice, I built out the upstairs of my office, which was vacant. I mean, I just, it, it was unfinished. So it's a nice little space. She's, we've now have three, uh, 3d printers, well, four 3d printers in there. 
and uh, and all the stuff, nice little clockwise flow and all the she like you know she's got all the polishing stuff and and so uh i mean it's really cool sonny she does basically everything all of our lab work now and just i've never had an in-house lab person you probably do yeah do we have, have a full service lab yeah. yeah yeah so i i've never had that how awesome is that oh uh, it's it's it, it you'll never go back to working no, without a lab you will never 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 go back so hey don't try it if you don't want to hire a full-time lab person. Right. No, I mean, and you, and you got to think big, right? You got to think. And that was the one thing I had a dentist tell me, you know, he had a lab for a long time and uh, we had this space and he was like, oh, you should put your lab right here. He, he goes, put a lab right here. You know, put this, your broken arm cast, you know, over here. Because at that point we were making PFMs, right? And, you know, this is your model area. And then, da, 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 you know, so, so then I said, so what do I do? He goes, buy the equipment. Cause as soon as you buy the equipment, you're going to work hard to hire somebody. And I was like, yeah, pretty good idea. So we did that. And then he helped me locate a metal guy, a guy that could do the metal. So he would do the, you know, the models and do with all the, the dye ditched all the dyes, did everything, did the metal prep. And then we just had to, we had, then we had to find a ceramist. So if I couldn't find a ceramist, at least I could send it to a lab, just have the porcelain at it. And I had my PFMs and he was very good at it. And then, then we had a ceramist and we hired her and then, about five years ago, we converted everything to digital and we went, you know, milling stations and, you know, work and, you know, all that design center, all that stuff. And, and now it's like, you just never would go back. You just, you just can't, and, you know, you got a crown, schedule it. The ceramist comes in, you check your shade, you want to change it. She changes it. It's very custom and it's, it's sweet, you know? So I will say one thing though, I, I want our listeners to just picture in their mind, Right. And I, I love this. I love your imagery, right? You got your iPad, you're in your hot tub. I would picture myself and, and this would be with my wife would be in there, looking around her. It's like, you're getting in the way of my video. Right. And, and like <laughs> how romantic, like, excuse me, honey, move your wine glass. I can't see that. You know, like, <laughs> that's what, that's when you're all in though, baby, when you're all in, you're in a hot tub watching videos on digital printing. So <laughs> let's, right. let's walk through Let's walk through a couple. Let's walk through. Let's walk through a denture case because I know when I was in, in uh, I was out at Dental Town meeting. I, I went and I had some extra time. I went to visit AdDent, which is like a huge digital denture lab they've been doing forever. They mill the dentures. It's a phenom- It's a really cool place. But the the thing was that they were taking. You were sending them an impression, and then they were scanning the impression, and they were fixing a lot of voids in your impressions on the screen on the scan. I was watching some guys do this. What's your process making a denture digitally? Okay, so I will, uh, let me just sort of gently scroll through my uh, PowerPoint on the lecture I give and I'll not miss a step. So, um, you know, here's the deal. So I think it's coming where there's a day that, um, that, you know, all your dentures you 3D print and it's coming quick, will look just outstanding, amazing, great, perfect, that's all you want to do. You heard um, of uh, you heard of Bonadent Labs? No, it's a huge lab, and it's it's not far from us. It's in upstate New York, and uh, very well known. And they this guy just lectured on what they do for digital dentures, and a lot of it's what you would think it is. And then they have their it's it's all dent dense ply, so it's the teeth that they then add to the acrylic 
and how they do it. And, they, and they're converting. They said they're about 20 to 25%. Now all their dentures are digital. So it was just fascinating because they're, they're pumping out major amounts of work. So sorry, right. go ahead. Now, no, well, in. no. So, you know, I think at a, at a macro scale, like a, a big lab like that, there's no telling you, you probably could do just beautiful everything. Um, for, for what we're doing, I really think that either I would call it an economy denture because you know, the 3d printed teeth and the, and the denture fin, you know, the, the pink part to me, doesn't look quite as good as like heat treated PMMA, yeah. uh, loose stone 199, whatever, something like that. I still think that's, you know, and a lot of people say that's still the gold standard. Now, loose tone 199 is making a, uh, a resin for sprint rate. I've heard, I know they already have resins for like uh, carbon printers and vision tech, stuff like that. So it may already look great. But in, in my practice, we're using uh, the dentures for immediate dentures and for um, like an economy denture. Like, like, you know, I do take, like I don't take hardly any PPOs anymore because you've convinced me of their evil ways and I agree. You keep working on you, man. Yeah, and I'm almost out, I'm almost out. <laughs> they try to keep pulling, you know, it's crazy. Just a little sidebar. But, you know, I know, you know how this is, but like you get these, like we've only, we're still only on like four. When I met you, we were on like 12. Uh, but like you'll get this letter and be like, hey, uh, you're about to be added to four more PPOs unless you opt out. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. What, <laughs> what happened? Stop. We don't want to, we don't want to be in your PPO. But, uh, um, but anyway, that's, so if somebody like we do take Medicaid because I do, I 40 something percent of the people in my county have Medicaid. So, you know, it's kids and it's old people and I'm trying to help them as much as I can. I don't care if I don't make a ton of money off these folks. And if I pull every tooth in a person's head and they just want an economy denture, yeah, 3D printed denture is perfect for that. Um, but like, let's say somebody comes in and, in, and this is like setting someone up for future implants. Uh, but they have terrible teeth, which happens around here all the time. So they, they have, you know, several bombed out teeth. They need something quick or they would like something quick. And then after everything heals, we're going to come back and talk about implants. So I would, uh, in that case, you know, you diagnose, you, you go ahead, you scan them. So you now. scan right now, because you're talking about an immediate dent, because this is where I was going to go with you when yes. you started this. Immediate denture, person's got, let's say from from two to 15 missing three teeth somewhere in that arch, right? The rest yep. of them are periodontal, some are bombed out. So you're going to scan that entire arch, best, the whole thing? Yes. So that is hard to do. Um, and you've got, I'm sure you, you know, so scanning a full yeah. arch with a lot of soft tissue is probably right. the hardest thing for a scanner to do. Would you not agree? Very hard, very hard. Like if you're trying to do a partial distal extension base, very hard it cuts it off it doesn't it's 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 frustrating as heck but you know the uppers we're, we're getting a little better at getting that whole palate in you know but you know i'm thinking the vestibule and you got to get the muscle things but anyway so yeah well so yeah so uh so look so i'm i'm not one of those people like we just went all all digital so so there are people out there that are lecturing that would say you know that you should maybe take an impression and scan the impression yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but we're not doing that. We're just all digital, 100% for at least the immediate denture. And yeah, so, so, we'll, so, so we'll, talk to me. So you scan it, everything with your trio? We scan everything. Now, you know, there's a few little tricks. Like if you have some spots the scanner doesn't want to pick up, you know, uh, you're are you a Syric guy, Sonny? No. Okay, so I used to, well, I, I am a Syric guy, but but uh, years ago, they had the blue cam and you had to do that nasty yeah. spray and everything. Yeah. You can do a little spray that's like that blue cam spray. And if you have some areas that are hard to pick up, that'll pick it up. Uh, it'll help you pick it up. Mm -hmm. Also, now this is tricky, but we've kind of got a technique where, you know, you sort of take your, you sort of hold the soft tissue kind of taut as you're scanning. Because one of the problems a scanner has is let's say you've got a frenum or something and yep. it's movable and you come back to it and the scanner's like, wait a minute, that frenum's not where it was. So it's not perfect, but we do a pretty good job. And at least I have found that the AI that's in the scanning software for the trios, which would be a, a three-shape AI. Yeah. And yeah. also I just purchased a Medit I-700 scanner and their AI is also very good. So you really, if you can just get pretty close. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so you get pretty close, the AI fills in the gaps. And on a denture, I mean, it, does it really matter? Uh, I mean, an, an immediate denture, an immediate denture. So, all right, so we scan it. Now, here's, here's where I probably veer off and do something different than most dentists. And, and this actually, I actually did a case study and uh, it's getting published by Decisions in Dentistry in either March or April. They just approved it this past month. And this e explains this exact procedure. Um, and, um, and so we, we scan it. Then, so what you have now is you have a scanned image, uh, a mesh, you know, just a flat scanned image that has all the teeth that have not yet been extracted and all the soft tissue. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take uh, a different software. We're going to import that scan into a different software and we're going to extract the teeth. Okay. Um, and we're going to go ahead and fill in the holes where we extracted the teeth. Uh, the software we use is mesh mixer, which I'm sure everybody's got a sprint ray probably knows how to use mesh mixer, right? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay. All right. Yes. We have At a sprint least. ray. We have a sprint ray. We have an Envision Tech. We have both of the same things you talked about. Okay. Well, anyway. And we so use yeah, a CareStream scanner. So go ahead. Somebody's going to use Mesh Mixer probably to extract the teeth. I mean, you could use the uh, you could use your scanner software, but Mesh Mixer is really fast once you learn how to use it. So we're importing that scan into Mesh Mixer. We're whacking off the teeth. We're repairing those holes where the teeth were whacked off. We're smoothing it up. And so now we have a toothless model that um, that the edges are still kind of rough because of how hard it was to scan. And mm -hmm. also, I mean, you know that it's not perfect. The border molding, you're not border molding. It's an immediate denture case. So uh, here's where it gets tricky. So if you try to repair all that stuff, you can do it in software. You can do it in Mesh Mixer. You can do it in other softwares. You can make that digital model just gorgeous. But every change you make, to the digital scan uh, that you made originally increases your file size. So you're dealing with these files, they're called STL files. I think mm -hmm. it's stereo lithography, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so these files increase in size with every change you make. So in your mind, you may be making it prettier 
by smoothing the surface and trimming the edges that are rough, but you're making that file bigger and bigger and bigger. So when you get ready to design your denture in a software um, like uh, Blue Sky Plan or uh, ExoCAD or something else, if you, you know, uh, those files are really big and those big files can cause your software to really get slow, bog it down, or even crash it. And so those big files, you know, they're really known to crash software. So what we do, and this is controversial, but uh, we've been doing it for a while and it works great for us, is we will actually make, cut the teeth off and print the model. And just so now we have a rough edge 3D printed model that has no teeth, but everything else is very accurate. So I actually will then take red modeling compound and, uh, and go around the rough edges and sort of mock border mold this 3D printed model to where I think the, the border mold should be. And then once, it, once we have this nice model with this red border molded rim around it and no longer does this thing have any rough edges, we will now scan the model. And you can scan a model very precisely and it creates a very small file size that the software really loves. And so, and so now we, we get ready to, uh, to build the denture. So to get our initial bite and everything correct, we do import that initial scan that had the teeth and all that stuff and the lower and the bite and all that. And so we line all that up in the software, but now uh, we import the scan of that 3D printed border molded model. And we tell the software to match that model to the upper scan that had the teeth. Mm -hmm. And so once that scans in, locks in perfect, now we can delete the scan, the big, the big file scan. We can delete that one and it leaves the toothless model in the correct byte position. So that now all you gotta do is just go ahead and, and tell the software to put the teeth on, put the gums on, and you're ready to go. You've printed, you're ready to print so, your denture. So when you put the teeth on, you're putting them, let's say in an ideal position, you're not saying, listen, duplicate. Like, you know, sometimes with a scanner, if you're doing a crown that a partial is gonna go on, you do the pre and the post and you say match the tooth. You're not matching, you know, you know, Mr. Crooked Teeth into Mr. Crooked Teeth that's in a denture, right? Well, so I'm not matching Crooked Teeth to Crooked Teeth, but I am matching uh, the bite to the bite. So yeah. the palate will be in the same position. Yeah, so vertical that, and all that stuff is yeah, good. Yeah, all that stuff will be the same. Now, sometimes you may need to get fancy and go and do a virtual articulator inside the software and open it up a little or whatever with your PDO. But uh, I'm telling you, for an immediate denture, my bread and butter is just lock that thing in the bite they're used to. And, uh, and when I say I make two dentures. So when I do an immediate denture, we have, you know, the first denture and then I make a second denture at six months. So if there's some errors in the first denture, you know, so what? We're going to fix that in six months anyway. So what do you make the second denture from? Well, I mean, if it's, an, if it's a Medicaid patient uh, that's getting an economy denture that's just paying a few hundred bucks, then we're probably making it 3D printed. If no, 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 no. If, I'm, what I'm saying is, okay, you, you 3D printed the first one, right? Yes. Now you said you make a second one. Do you just oh, duplicate okay. that? Okay. So yeah. So they wear it for six months. Well, at some point along the way, we've adjusted the bite and we've also relined it probably. And now they're really comfortable, although it's kind of a crappy denture. 
Well, we just take our same trios and scan the denture. Uh, most labs call this a reference denture. So you scan the denture they have. And now we 3D print. We just do it out of an ugly model resin. We 3D print an exact copy of that, of that denture, the immediate denture with the reline and all the adjustments. And, and now that, that's what we try to make the second denture you know, once they're happy with the ugly denture, we duplicate it and try to make the second denture fit like that, except make it real pretty with good. So you, you have like, let's say like a line all in there as a soft liner. So you scan the inside of that denture as well as the outside. So that gives you your parameters to print that second denture. Correct. But you make it new. You're not printing two of the first immediates is what I'm saying. No, no, we, we start, we start that second one over from that reference denture point. So give, give our listeners an idea. What, what, what was that? Let's just talk materials. Cause you got, you definitely got to figure in labor. What would, what would the cost of the, the materials be for that first immediate denture ballpark? Well, I don't have to do ballpark because I have in my lecture, <laughs> I've actually figured you guys it out. You can't see it, but he's got, he's looking at his computer. He's going, he's going on a deep dive here for us. All right, so, so, so in in my particular case, um, let's just do an upper immediate. Yep. Uh, I was paying my lab two hundred and, you know, I may be a cheapskate. I was paying my lab two hundred eighty three dollars an arch. Okay, so we're saving that cost. Now, Blue Sky Plan software. So you got two big softwares to make dentures in the general dentist chair side world. So you have Blue Sky Plan, you have ExoCAD. ExoCAD costs a few thousand dollars on the front end, but you don't pay as you export the denture. Blue Sky Plan is totally free, which I love, except if you design something you like and you get ready to export it to print, you have to pay them 25 bucks. Yeah. So we paid 25 bucks for the Blue Sky export. Uh, we used $4 worth of tooth resin and we used Denka A1 tooth resin. Uh, and we use $6 worth of Denka original pink base denture base resin. So, so you're able to print half pink, half white, like, Oh yeah. So that's what you do. I mean, I've done it both ways. And, uh, let's say you're doing a screw retained, um, all on X case for your implants. Yeah. You might want to use a, uh, you would probably want to use your tooth color and then just paint the gingiva on there. But that is a pain in the rump. And it's so much easier because the software actually will ask you, hey, do you want to print this monolithic or do you want to split it into teeth and the denture fin? And so we always now, we just do the, we print the teeth separate and we print the denture fin separate and then we bond them together. And it's amazing. That bond is just, it never, I mean, there's nothing coming loose. It's composite on composite. So it's, mm -hmm. that's the way to do it. Uh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, so go ahead. So you're saying basically 10 bucks in materials, 10 bucks in material. Now, uh, my first denture took me 14 hours. I will admit that <laughs> what I learned save your work. I was using those big files. I didn't know about scanning the model back then. I, I was using these big file sizes. It would crash. I didn't save it. I'm an idiot, right? So, uh, but now, now, uh, now my time has gone from 14 hours to zero because now uh, I do what you have Lapita's time, right? So 
now uh, I diagnose it and she does everything else. So I would say it's taken her, you know, it let's say she does like today we gave her scans. I would expect that she's going to have that denture done before lunch tomorrow. So I don't know how much time she spent on just that. Let's say an hour. I don't know, yeah. hour and a half, maybe. Um, if she wants to make it look real pretty, because she really probably cares more about that than I did. Uh, so, you know, whatever she's made. So let's just say she's, you know, let's say thirty-seven and a half dollars in labor and ten bucks in material. Um, so let's, let's let's make it fifty bucks in in labor, right? So let's 50. make it let's make it fifty. Let's make it fifty bucks, Sonny. Fifty bucks in labor, ten dollars in materials, twenty-five dollars in the blue sky bath. So you're under a hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred bucks, hundred dollar bill, you're good to go. Um, so you've you've cut your lab fee by two thirds. And actually, I was wrong. That was we saved two eighty three. I was paying like three eighteen or whatever. So, so I'm not as cheap as it appeared. But I'm still pretty cheap. But um, but yeah, no, you're, a you're a dentist, man. It's in your blood. You got no <laughs> choice but to be a little cheap. All right. So so that's your that's your process doing an immediate right. So that's let me ask you a question. A patient comes in, they hate their dentures or their dent they lost their dentures. How do you do, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, I do hate that. That does suck. Um, you got to scan, um, you scan the soft tissue again? We scan the soft tissue. I will probably do a mush bite to try to get video somewhat in the right place. Uh, and that is going to add a step because we're going we're gonna to build it out uh, we're going to build it out to where I think it was using that mush bite. And then, um, and then at that point, you know, if I make a lot of adjustments, uh, that may be a deal where I scan that whole denture after it's adjusted and then, and then re redo the bite and with the, with the bite, you know, cause once you have the dentures, you can actually do a better bite and then get everything the way you want it. In that case, I might even border mold and, um, scan the whole and probably take an impression and so have this beautiful border mold impression then scan all that and then put all that back in the software and tell the software to duplicate well you know you don't tell it to duplicate but pretty close you build it out to be very close to duplicated to what you had so what if you did what if you did your scan and you have the same like imperfections right and you said you're going to do a mush bite at the mush bite could you take your soft liner material put it in the upper so you get good border molding on that then do the mush bite with, and then the same thing on the lower. So now you've got what you feel is better border molded, right? In the, we'll call them base plates for lack of a better term, right. digitally printed base plates. And now you put your wax rim on and you've got, you know, you check your fricatives and their sibilance and you do all that. And you, you're like, is that something you do or is that? Well, I mean, you know, this is all hypothetical at this point because uh, no, I don't, I don't do that. So I would, I would just do the wax rim. Like you're saying, we would take a, we'd border mold it, take a nice impression, get the bite exactly right. Then we would actually, in this case, my trios, we would scan the impression side right. uh, of the thing. And that would be now become our model scan. So, uh, wait, so, so you would take your base plate and you would border mold that and take your final impression within that. Right. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. Okay. If they have no teeth. Right. And then you would you also make the mush bite on the same thing as the border molded thing, or would you separate that? Yeah. Now? Uh, yeah I, I, well, no. The mush bite actually. I to start out with. So 
I would just do the mush bite with just the, uh, just, you know, in the gums. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have anything in there when I did the original mush bite. Okay. Then, then, then we would, then we would make something, make the wax rims, right? So make the wax rims and then we would try them in and do a new bite. I wouldn't really call that a mush bite. That would be more like what we would yeah. always just call a right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Bite registration. Okay. All right. I was mixing up the two. All right. That's cool. So, but, but in the, in the end though, here you are taking, ultimately taking for accuracy reasons, you're taking a, a you know, your conventional type of impression um off of that yes but we do get a digital starting point <clears throat> yeah no and i get i get that that makes sense your digital starting point is giving you a base plate that's going to fit pretty doggone good yeah it absolutely does yeah 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 so all right so now let's take another case give me a give me an example of uh, give me another example of what you would do with it digitally let's let's move out of dentures let's go into okay. Well, so, uh, so I call it the big three, right? So you got dentures, yep. uh, you've got ortho and you've got, um, surgical guides. And to me, that's, that's your, that's your big money maker. So the denture actually, the, the denture is not a huge money maker. Okay. It's just something that's really cool to do to get people headed down the right path, because, mm -hmm. you know, you're not saving a ton of money doing these dentures, but if you're trying to get somebody to come in and do an all on X implant case, and they need teeth because this actually the case that I'm publishing in decisions in dentistry was actually a case. A lady, she came in on Tuesday and she said, my daughter's graduation is Friday. What can we do? And so uh, like literally, so we scanned her on Tuesday. We made the denture Wednesday, got her in on Wednesday, extracted the teeth, put the immediate denture in on Wednesday. She goes to the granddaughter's graduation and now we're probably going to try to do four or five implants and some kind of screw retained prosthesis, right? So that's, you know, you don't think about, oh gosh, Chris just described this ridiculously difficult, crazy way to do a denture and dentures. I hate dentures anyway, and they don't make any money. Well, that's fine if you're playing for the short term, but if you're playing the long game and you're wanting to do some really cool stuff, making somebody happy and Nobody else is going to be able to give them an immediate denture that looks good in a day. Okay. Well, you know, you know, I met a dentist. I can't remember his name. He's from Louisiana. He's, he's, he's um, not too far from uh, LSU dental school down near New Orleans. And his patient base is seniors, low income, and he's digitally printing dentures. And, and, and he was doing all this stuff and he talked about painting the acrylic and, and I, it was fascinating to me at the time. And I, and it was one of those things like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never pursued it. I never got any further. So, you know, what you're doing now, it's, it's great stuff. Let, talk to me about, let's, let's go into, because I would venture a guess the orthodontics is probably going to have the most universal appeal. Let's talk about that. Well, the orthodontics is also going to have the most universal uh, thickness increase to your wallet. <laughs> because that is going to happen because I'm not kidding guys. Now I was one of, uh, I don't know when Sonny, I don't know when you got into Invisalign, but I, I was looking back in my AGD transcript the other day. I actually went to uh, uh, an Invisalign certification course in Dallas, Texas in 2000. So I was in on it early and uh, I, you know, I thought it was cool and, and I like doing it, uh, but 
there were a lot of limitations. So I, I got into Invisalign early, but um, I actually also then got into wire braces. I think you said you went to Brock Rondo's classes. I went to the uh, uh, Big Bob Garrity's courses because yes. he was offering them down in the South yeah. and probably, you know, both similar things. So we, so, you know, so I was doing wire braces and then we would also do Invisalign when the case would work out. Well, man, has technology is so better. So I was, I don't know how many of you guys out there uh, dislike writing a check to a line or paying a credit card to a line or clear correct for like 1,800, 2,000 bucks every time you do a case, right? I mean, I dislike that vehemently. Uh, and and I don't know that the quality's there. I'm not saying it's a bad company, but I'm saying it's a pain in the butt to get your stuff in. And it takes, it was taking us forever to get our cases back from a line. And then mm -hmm. uh, heaven forbid, you have to do a, a, a correction, <laughs> right? I mean, holy mackerel. I mean, it's awful and you get charged for it again a lot of times. And there's just all these stipulations. It seemed like when the companies got bought out, uh, Clear Credit got bought out, I think by Strawman or somebody. I mean, it just seemed like the cases, it just, they're just harder to deal with. And, um, and so I was feeling that frustration. And because of the large lab bill, I mean, I'm in Mississippi. Um, we're not gonna, people don't wanna pay five grand for a clear liner case around here. Uh, people were actually pretty fired up about, you know, the Purple People Leaders uh, Smile Direct Club uh, because they're cheap. They're cheap, way cheaper, right? And so that was, that was ticking me off. My people are coming in here saying, hey, I'm doing these, I'm doing these uh, Invisalign braces with this company online. And I'm like, okay, um, so we'll see. You know, I didn't like that, but what could I do? My hands were tied. So I got into this 3D printing. And, um, you know, I purchased a course on 3D printing uh, orthodontic aligners, well, the models to make the aligners um, from a guy named Michael Shearer. I, I, I did his online course. It was great. I loved it. Uh, his, I think his wife uh, maybe taught the course. Uh, anyway, it was good. And, and so, we, you know, I'm learning how to do it and I'm doing all this stuff and, and, um, you know, I'm trying to DIY everything. And, and boy, your ROI when you DIY ortho with clear aligners with 3D printing is off the charts. I'll outline it off my PowerPoint in a minute. Uh, but, but then I found like one of the softwares he recommended. So Blue Sky Plan has orthodontic movement software, which is great. You know, it's great for total, you know. But then this company called Archform also, he was recommending it. So I started an account with them and, and so I'm figuring out how to do the software and they have this person that, you know, they email you, Hey, how you doing? Uh, if you got any questions, blah, blah, blah. So I was asking all these difficult questions. And, uh, one of the emails said, Hey doctor, uh, did you know we had a service where, uh, you know, for between 100 and $200, we'll have an orthodontist, uh, plan out your case for you. <laughs> and I'm like, I did not know that. Uh, that sounds pretty darn amazing. So um, I know there are a lot of companies out there that do that now. And, and this is just one I had experience with, right? But, but it's been great. So um, yeah, I mean, I can DIY it in the software and I can, you know, for Blue Sky, it's 25 bucks to print out your, uh, your aligner models. Um, or for now, how, like, let's say you got a case of 20 trays. You're going to print, you, 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 they'll give you the file for all 20 of those trays? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll have four. All 20 of those models, models, I mean, right? 20 models? Yeah, or 20 trade, you'd have, you know, it'd have 40 because you have 20 upper, 20 lower most of the right. time. Now, yeah, so it, now, that's still a $25 fee. That's not $25 per file? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I haven't done that in a while, but I'm almost 100% sure that's right for Blue Sky. Okay. Okay. Just 25 bucks, no matter what, on the export. Now they're putting the buttons, the attachments on the teeth, the whole deal? Yes. Now, well, so so that's, you have to do it yourself in Blue Sky. In Arch form, you can do it yourself, but if you want to pay the 100 to 200 bucks for the orthodontist, they will do it for you. And actually, they'll move the teeth. They'll, you'll have, uh, you'll get the STL files sent to you with also the tooth reduction guide, just like you'd get with Clear Corrector Align. And um, really, then it's in your hand. So, so you just have to, at that point, you just print the models. Uh, I have a staff, one of my hygienists works on Thursday mornings making, making our aligner trays. And so uh, Lapita upstairs in the lab, she prints the models, cleans them up, sends them downstairs uh, to our, where we used to have our stone grinder and our stone stuff. And my hygienist who will come in on Thursday mornings uh, and because we only see patients Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and she will take those models and suck them down and make real pretty little trays. I actually brought some we hadn't delivered yet. So like, uh, you know, we just put these trays in a little, little pouch with the patient's name and our logo right here and hand it to them just like we used to Invisalign. Um, just got to hermetically seal them just like, you know, just like they do. And, you know, like we actually uh, bought one of those, Sonny. <laughs> we actually bought, I haven't used it yet, but yeah, we got it. We got the little heat. You just, you close yeah. it and it seals it. Yeah. My lab, it's funny. Like my lab in, in our office, when, where the lab is right behind the office, like I, I took a, a denture from a guy and he, you know, he, he gorilla glued his tooth on and I gave it to my lab tech. I said, can you just fix this? He does, he fixes it, and then he puts it in a bag. He puts a little, and he hermetically seals it. Literally, it's 15 steps from the back to the to the, to the the treatment room, and he's sealing it. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to open this up. Now I got to look like I got 15 thumbs. Just just, just bring it out here and pay for me. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, in this, right, it's it's presentation, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's did you end up getting, like, special custom uh, little uh, retainer holders, too? I bet you did. Well, uh, yes, I know I you. Yeah, did, but my staff, uh, they actually prefer to give them out in these little envelopes, these little clear yeah. plastic envelopes. I know envelope, but do you give them like a little, like, like you know how Invisalign and, and clearly I'll give you like a little oh. thing, so you take them out and put them in there when you're eating. Yeah, stuff. the first time, absolutely, give them a little little packet, little welcome. We tried to, we you know, I hate to say copy, but <laughs> we kind of, you know, tried to model. Clear, correct. There you go. We modeled some things after them. Absolutely, yeah. you didn't copy anything. Yeah, we're not. We're not infringing <laughs> on any copyrights as a box. Of course not. Of course not. Uh, would you like to know? Would you like to hear me break down the cost? So oh, I, oh, yeah. We're getting there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's let's jump right to it, man. I know. I the ROI, man. Let's hit it. Let's do it. All right. All right. So uh, I'm already this, adding things up in my head, but keep going. All right. So this is a. All right. So this was a case. Uh, it's a, a six-aligner ortho re relapse case. Pretty common case. See, this is on a 21-year-old white male. Um, so we, six trays. Well, no. Well, yeah. So um, it's turned out to be seven trays, but I called it a six-aligner. So, like, I charge, uh, I charge 
a very low fee for six trays or less. And I think I let them, even though this was seven trays, they still, I let them have it. So it turned out to be seven trays, um, 21 year old white male. So that turned out to be 14 models at, and it cost me now, now I'm, you know, I was using at this time, I was using a very expensive sprint rate uh, well, I'll say very expensive. There are cheaper models, but the uh, tan die model too turned out to be. I didn't really understand about scaffolding on printing models at this time, and I also didn't understand about hollowing models. Yeah. So I was using way too much resin on this case. But let's just say you do the 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 worst job you can do about wasting resin on printing models in ortho. It was costing me five bucks a model. So it cost me $70 to do the whole set of 14 models. Okay. And I'm using a, a pretty good um, suck down material. So we actually, you know, you, you really need one of those positive pressure yeah. uh, thermal form units, yeah. Yeah. like a Drew Fermat or like a mini, mini star, you know, mini those star. I've got yeah. the mini star. You can also have a bio star. Drew you Fermat. have an SX, you have an Essex thing, the, the dense plant SX thing. No, I do not have that. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah. so the material we were using, I think it's uh, 0 0.76 millimeter thickness. Um, it, it cost me $4.75 per aligner. So that cost me $66.50 to do all those aligners. The bags, the little bags we hand out, seven bucks for all the bags. Um, the software, uh, the software fee, which by the way, if you use an orthodontist is, um, zero, <laughs> like if you pay a hundred to 200 bucks, you don't have to pay this, but the monthly fee is 99 bucks. So it's just for month if you do it DIY. Um, but you know, if you use an orthodontist, they don't even charge you. So I, I, I would even recommend that. Why wouldn't so they charge? Wait, 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 wait. Okay. You said before, if you use the orthodontist to do the setup for it's a hundred bucks. Okay, so if you just say, I want to use ArchForm software yeah. and I don't want to use any orthodontic services, they're going to charge you 99 bucks a month to, to be a member so you can access the software. Okay. So if you, are, if you pay for at least one case a month, I believe, they waive that $99 a month fee because you're paying them to get the orthodontic services. Right, but you're not paying. But let's say let's go let's go the high end, right? So in the high end for this would be you're paying an orthodontist to do your case layout for you, right? Yeah, so that'd be a hundred bucks. Okay. Because uh, it you know a small a six aligner case or something like that, you're going to go with the cheaper version. Like if you're going to have a twenty or thirty aligner case, you're going to pay two hundred bucks because you want you want like a real <laughs> a real orthodontic workup, right? So. Um, I ended up spending $182.50 on the software and the hard costs on this case. And um, the six aligner case with ClearCorrect that I was going to pay would have been $1187. And so I saved a thousand bucks on this case. Now, now you, you did the layout yourself? You did the DIY yourself? I did this one DIY. Okay. Yes. Today, I would have just paid the hundred bucks and not and let them do it all for me. And, mm -hmm. um, and I would have also printed these models hollow and would not have used scaffolding when I printed because there's a really cool way you can print models without scaffolding, which I did not know about back then. 
and it would have saved a ton of ton of resin. So so let's take a case, right? So let's take a complicated case, right? Okay. So here's a case. Uh, that's that's some big numbers, right? Let's let's emphasize that. That's eleven hundred dollars at Clear Correct, which would at Invis Invisalign would be what fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen probably. Right, and you did it for one tenth of that. You did it for fourteen hundred forty bucks. Yes. Um, I could do math. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, and then I did three more cases that were about twelve stages each. So, just all those three. This is three cases, uh, seventy-eight models, five dollars each, three hundred ninety dollars. 78 aligners at 475 each with $370. Uh, you pay for each each of the three cases, you pay between one and $200 for the orthodontic fees. So let's just say on, let's say you paid 450 bucks. Um, so your total case cost at that point is gonna be about a thousand, a little over a thousand dollars. My clear correct fees would have been 47.97. So on those three cases, I did I saved $34,39.50. So the total savings on my first four cases I did, and which are it's better now, was we saved an average of $1,111 per case. Against clear correct, which Invisalign is actually more expensive than them, I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So all right so let's go let's go let's take take one big case now take a case that you got to do you know some correction cross whatever you know let's say it's a 25 25 case 25 uh trips well i'd say now we're we're our resin cost now is down closer to three bucks a model mm -hmm. and so you know so you're just saying you're saying the models times three and you're still probably paying 475 for each um each of the trays no, wait, so, wait, wait. But you're going to pay how much in the design fee now if you get the guy to do it? 200 bucks, 200 not 100 bucks. bucks? 200. 200 bucks. Right. That's well, to me, that's worth your time. You kidding? Oh, me? my goodness. Like if you use, if you use SureSmile and they do their design, that's 300 bucks to accept their design. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, and, and I think, Sonny, I think there's, I mean, I'm not, look, you're saving so much. I'm not looking for the lowest cost out there on this because i love you know I'm, I'm comfortable with this company and their quality but i'm pretty sure you can get these setups for a lot cheaper than 200 bucks too but let's say, but i'm just saying take a high end right so just so again you can do better but this is way better than what most people that's way better than what i'm paying i can tell you that right now so you're paying 200 bucks for the design fee and right. you just said on the trays yeah so so let's just say let's say i mean just say that Costs are going up. Who knows? Say you're spending five bucks on the liner. So uh, you said 25, so that's 50 aligners. So well, 50, 25 up or 25 lower, right? So that's 50. Yeah. Right? So 50 times five is 250 bucks. So, so we're, at, we're at 450 right now. We're at 450. You're up at 450 and say three three bucks a model. So you got 50 models. That's 150 bucks. We're at 600 bucks. All right. Well, that's where you're going to stay, except for labor. So whatever it costs your staff, right. seven hundred dollars, seven hundred bucks, and for that size case, I'm even going to charge close to five grand. Mm -hmm. You know, so there you go. That's and you're going to do. And, and here's the thing, guys. So let's say you don't want to charge five grand. Guess what? 
you can sell this case all day long because you're going you can charge four grand and the guy down the street cannot do that because <laughs> he is he's already written invisalign a check for two grand and uh you know and and, and it's going to be a pain in the butt guess what you can do sonny this i do this all day long i mean i, know, I wish i did it all day long but every chance i get in hygiene people ask the question i die i talk to them diagnose it they're like yeah i want to do it i'm like um i know we can get this started this week but you know if we really hustle we could probably get you started today because if nothing else you can real quick i can have lapita just just scan upper lower pop out the zero trays without even running through the software yet and just let them get used to it they've started their case right you know it's funny you got all there's, the records <laughs> there's an orthodontist i learned when i took my courses they said every patient that comes in for a consult leaves with one tooth and one bracket <laughs> well th this is even better they're leaving they're getting used you just it's just no it's the same concept right they, yeah. they're in they bought they're in you don't have to go home and think about it you're in that's it how do they they don't know the difference they're gonna have getting used to the zero tray is tough for them i mean you're not moving a tooth yet but so what you're getting used to it and then now you we, get them a, week, a week or two later and there you go now you're starting with the actual trays when they put the uh the attachments on there for you right so they're printing all those models with those attachments and everything yes else, right? yes they then, well uh, yeah they're sending the file with the attachments on there now i i try to be a good student and and try to figure out you know what what attachments do what and all this stuff and um and, you know it's really it's it you know it's it's tough stuff um in the beginning i didn't really understand the attachments i'd always just sent off scan got it back whatever <laughs> right and so we're, we're learning and so i i think we could do a lot more diy but man it's so easy to pay that 100 200 bucks so easy well what's your i mean what's your time you're like you know it's a learning curve right what's your time worth right and also i almost feel like you know what i would probably make a mistake here and there and these orthodontists probably would make fewer mistakes and um and there's no and hey there have been a few times because you know you get their proposal i will always look at their proposal before we start printing stuff a few cases i'm like hey this is not exactly what we were looking for send it back now archform's been wonderful to work with they've never charged me a dime for anything like that you know no revisions charged uh nothing so if you pay the orthodontic services fee as far as i know revisions are unlimited don't quote me on that i don't i didn't read the terms of use services i just they have not charged me yet and we've done several all right so uh let, let's wrap it up now because great stuff so you're looking at um right so we, we what, what did we come up with that total case fee was 600 bucks seven six or seven hundred seven hundred dollars counting labor right so seven hundred dollars as opposed to let's say twenty one hundred dollars so it's a third of the lab fee and if you're charging three to five times your lab if you're charging five times your lab fee you're at 3,500 bucks for a full case and no one's going to touch you. And you said even four and you can get five. So now if you're at, if you're at five, right, you're at seven times your lab fee, right? 4,900 bucks, right? I think that's, I think that's the math. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer, really. 
I think the issue is the learning curve, though. I think that's that's the biggest thing well, the that's going to keep most people away. There was not any services. I mean, there's no learning curve except learning how to scan. You just got to learn how to scan. And, and basically, I take steps because I'm a general dentist, and I don't want some orthodontist saying, hey, this Yahoo general dentist is not even doing standard of care. So I take a step, but they don't require it. And, and I'll have a lot of friends that just take a pen and send the pan, the ortho series of photos and scans, and boom, that's all you got to send. Great stuff, man. So uh, we'll list in the show notes, Chris, if you don't mind resending me, just send me a headshot if you can, and then uh, a little bit of, uh, of how they can reach you, and if you want to put any information on some of the courses that you're starting to teach. And I, I, the fun thing I love talking about you, man, you're down to earth, you're real, and, and you're having fun, and I love it. Even even hey, though I you're from Mississippi, and I tell right. you one one more thing, Sonny. Yeah, run with it, man. I gotta leave. Look, I leave you with this. I took 400 hours of implant hands-on education. They taught me how to freehand implants. I yeah. would come back to the office. I was scared to death. <laughs> it was not until I got to printing these little babies right here, these little surgical guides, and now. I have so much confidence that every time that I place an implant, it's going in the right spot. It has increased this year. My implants are triple of any other year we've had. And it's every day. All I do all day is see potential implants where in the past I was kind of a scaredy cat. I'll be honest. And so that's just something. If you like implants, the 3d printer is going to be your buddy because it is so easy to make a perfect all right, all right. Now, now that you said that brother what are you doing in insurance plans man they don't cover any of that stuff get out of the plants if you want to do this uh, by all means if you want to do community service do it do it as community service and i get that the medicaid part i i, I fully get that and i appreciate that but you know come on you, you're doing you're doing I high level stuff i don't care if you're in mississippi or you're in los angeles man you're doing high level stuff man <laughs> i cut it from 16 to 4 sonny i'm trying <laughs> all right next time we talk you're going to be zero you're going to be fully feature <laughs> service and you're going to be you're going to be running this group you're going to be in charge <laughs> of the feature service facebook group hey you know the reformed they're the most passionate the reformed are the most passionate <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's really fast it's fun to see and i think the joy of practice, if nothing else, I mean, it, it just comes out in your pores. And I, I love that. I love that. First minute I heard you talk, I loved everything about it. So I appreciate your time, man. Thanks. Man, had a great time, Sonny. I hope everybody enjoys it. And I will send that information. Anybody has any questions for me, just hit me up. I'll try my best to answer them. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for sending that quarterback up to Syracuse, by the way, Garrett Trader. <laughs> He's doing great things for us. No problem. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to the fee-for-service dentist podcast. If you would like to share your fee-for-service story, please fill out our contact form at ffsdentistry.com. Also, be sure to join our fee-for-service dentistry Facebook group. For help starting your dental membership plan, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com and membershipmastercourse.com. Finally, for help with in-house financing, visit dentalfinancingdirect.com. And don't forget, your story is what you make of it. This is your name on the door and your reputation on the line. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.